Hello, friends. Welcome to 1,000 Words, Stories on the Way. My name is Matthew Clark. Uh, thank you for stopping by today. Uh, real quick, if you are enjoying the podcast, please leave a review and share it with your friends online. That's a really big help. And secondly, would you sign up for my mailing list on my website? I send out a monthly newsletter. All you have to do is just visit matthewclark.net and sign up. I would love to keep in touch. Thanks. So this week, uh, I'm trying to write about perfectionism. Uh, A friend of mine was a missionary in Germany some years ago, and he said that one time he saw a beggar on the street, and his heart was really moved, and he felt like he wanted to do something for this guy. But he got so caught up trying to decide what the perfect thing to do was, uh, that he looked up and he realized he was several blocks down the street and he hadn't done anything. As a songwriter, the songs that I write, even the ones that I feel really good about, they never quite manage to be as good as I wish they were. And I have to pray for grace and courage with every podcast I publish, because I never feel like I said it good enough or clear enough or beautifully enough. Or in relationships, I have to fight to keep from holding back love out of fear of not doing it perfectly. All that is true about me, and yet I wouldn't actually consider myself to necessarily be a perfectionist. Um, So I know some people struggle with that way more than I do. And it can really be paralyzing. Um, But the people around us, they don't need our perfect offering. They just need us plus the grace of Jesus. Uh, Every concert I play, I always pray before, Lord, help me let go and just offer what I've got and trust that you and only you can, by your grace, make it what it needs to be. So, um, here is this week's episode, Good Enough is More Than Enough. Here is my heart, take what you want, cause I have no use for it anyway. Well, of all of the stupid things I've ever said, this could be the worst Maybe the best, but those are the breaks, and these are the bruises. And if I can't give myself away, I'm the only one who loses, and I don't want to lose this. I love this song called The Breaks from Rich Mullins' Brother's Keeper album. But that line, if I can't give myself away, I'm the only one who loses. I can't entirely agree with it since we each have been blessed in order to be a blessing. Now I know, I imagine Rich Mullins was being a little tongue-in-cheek, but it's a good jumping off point for this conversation to say that if I can't give myself away, I'm not the only one who loses. Those for whom my heart was given to me 
also lose. If I bury my gifts, I do lose, because it is better to give than to receive, and others lose, because I've withheld some gift put in me that was meant for them. There is a song that will go unheard if you and I don't sing. What keeps me, then, from offering my gift? Today, I'm focusing on perfectionism. If I fail to give myself away because I can't make a perfect offering, I think that the failure to give is a far greater failure than the failure to be perfect. I'm not sure that we are asked to be perfect. Not in the sense that we use that word today. Perfectionism in the modern idiom is a word informed or malformed by a mechanical imaginary. Doesn't it conjure up connotations of machine-like precision? But you and I are not machines. We are persons. The word, often translated as perfect in Scripture, is telos, which maybe you can hear it is where we get telescope from. Telos literally means end in Greek. The telos, or end, of a coffee maker is to make coffee. The telos of an ear is to listen and hear and so forth. The end for which a thing exists, the purpose it was made for, is its telos. Does that change the way you feel and think about perfection at all? For me, it really helps, since instead of associations like machine precision, mathematical exactitude, or academic performance, telos points towards connotations more along the lines of phrases like coming home, or the Hebrew concept of shalom, wholeness, or even what Jesus calls his easy yoke. Some versions of the Bible translate telos as maturity. I wonder if, in agricultural terms, something like ripeness would be an appropriate way of imagining perfection. We are much more akin to trees than we are machines. Jesus says, we will be known by our fruit. Are the things we offer ripe? Rotten? Do they look ripe? but they leave a bitter taste? Does a worm hide inside? Or are they nourishing and life-giving, beautiful, true? If perfectionism hinders your heart, try replacing that word with more humane terminology. Machine precision isn't what's being asked of any of us. Rather, we've been commanded to responsibly tend the garden of our gifts in order that we might hand out little fruit baskets to the hungry so that they might taste and see that the Lord is, in fact, good. The poet Rainer Maria Rilke says, To be an artist means not to calculate and count, but to grow and ripen like a tree which does not force the flow of its sap, and which stands confidently in the storms of spring without fearing that summer may not follow. 
it will come. But it comes only to those who are patient, who are simply there, in their vast, quiet tranquility, as if eternity lay before them. It is a lesson I learn every day amid hardships I'm thankful for. Patience is everything. We must, like Rilke says, be patient with ourselves. See the fruit tree wax and wane, endure cold and heat, spring up or lie fallow in seasons. God's good creation is a more accurate mirror to aid us as we seek to understand our own soul's health. Machines represent, then, man-made models of so-called health. And when we build our paradigms, idioms, and inner reflections from the spare parts of industrialized language, something of our humanity gets mangled in the gears and crushed in the cogs. I remember hearing Eugene Peterson say he was trying his best to remove the term dysfunction from his vocabulary when referring to people. He said people aren't functional or dysfunctional. Machines are. To use machine language on people malforms the contours of our imaginations and changes the way we feel and think about people. We may begin to inhumanely impose unrealistic machine-like expectations on our loved ones and ourselves. Owen Barfield argues in his writings that the language we use really does affect the way we see the world. Begin by talking about people with inhumane words, and you'll end by treating them inhumanely. You can spend some time thinking about the many ways our culture practices that sort of thing. Another example might be consumer terms applied to persons. Are you my brother, sister, or friend? Or are you a demographic, consumer, end user, or shopper? Maybe another set of terms can help us think about perfection in a way that relieves us of perfectionism. If there's something I want to say, and I struggle to find the right words in order for you to understand my meaning and enter fully into it, that's really difficult to do, isn't it? Guess what? It's happening right now as I type this. There's something I want to say that will set you free from slavery to perfectionism. And it's very difficult to pull all my thoughts together into a life-giving articulation that you can receive and be nourished by. I've said it before, the hardest thing to do is say what you mean. This is a human struggle, and it's very familiar and especially frustrating for artists. Every artist must learn to let go at some point of whatever piece of art they are trying to articulate into an artifact. They must at some point allow that there will always be some gap between what they wanted to say and what they managed to say. We do our best to close the gap, but it never quite closes. It's part of what drives us to keep creating, because there's always more to say and always more ways to say it. Jesus is the only instance I know of 
where anyone has ever said exactly what they meant to say. When the Word became flesh and dwelt among us full of grace and truth, there was no gap between intention and articulation. Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He is the image of the invisible God. What began in the Father reaches its intended telos in Jesus. So, maybe what gives us the ultimate relief from perfectionism is trusting Jesus to fill in the gaps for us. He yokes himself to us so that our imperfect work, coupled with his grace, will reach its telos, its intended end. When we abide in the vine, we are empowered to bear good fruit that the Holy Spirit promises will reach ripeness in God's coming kingdom. Right now, we see that kingdom coming like we're looking through a telescope, and we let God's grace relieve us of perfectionism, because He will get us there. I hope that can give us courage to get on with the work of articulating God's unspeakable beauty. It is more than we can manage to say. Yet in Christ, we say it with the Word Himself, who takes our whispered offering and presents it full-voiced to His Father at the throne of grace. Jesus is always taking every offering of ours that falls short and carrying it all the way to its end. The important thing is for us not to give up and not to grow weary of doing good, even when the best we can do seems hardly good enough. In Christ, it is more than enough. close us out today, uh, here's a quick little poem that I wrote. I just wrote it today, and I want to kind of put it out there um, and take a risk, even though it may not be perfect. Uh, but I'm just trying to get this idea across in, uh, in another form, in a poetic form. So here's a poem called Made Sweet. Sweet holy word dallies the tongue, rolling right round and its ripeness on down to the inmost, sounding the syllables, smoothing mute stones, lapping lapidary, etching rich tones from the pit of the fruit, risen from roots, peaks the peach flesh made sweet. I am peach fuzzed and tongue tied, gap in my teeth, whistling out squeaks. Am I getting through? Is there one word which speaks, one word that might reach from the pit to the peaks? May the seed that falls dead be received by the soil and laid by in peace to be spoke in the mouth of our sweet saving word. I planted this, amended and made sweet. Well, I hope that you will be encouraged push through perfectionism. Don't be too hard on yourself and let your good gifts take root in the grace of God. You are being invited to collaborate with the Word Himself, to lend your voice to what He is saying 
and singing in this world. That's all for this week. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you next week.